Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're so happy you've decided to join us today, all our friends around the world. Okay, well, today let's find out whether an angel is an angel by any other name, or are there different types of angels? Also, often it may seem like you're a little child playing peekaboo when it comes to working with them. Now you see them, now you don't. Is it possible for anyone to not see an angel? Well, a lot of people in the world claim they've never seen an angel, yet a larger portion of the population seem to believe that angels exist. How can you not see an angel somewhere when pretty much every culture and religion in the world has some kind of description or idea about angels? In Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, there are many overlapping ideas of angels and angelic beings. In Zoroastrianism, Yazatas are described as holy beings worthy of worship. In Japan's national religion, Shinto, Tenins are sometimes described as supernaturally beautiful female beings dressed in ornate kimonos that fly through the air and are divine messengers. Occasionally, they are even depicted with feathery wings. Tenins are also mentioned in Buddhist scriptures. Indigenous religions and spirituality all talk about celestial or divine beings who go between God and humans. Throughout history, angels have not only been around, but they seem to be, well, universal. People in ancient Lemuria and Atlantis Atlantis were also aware of angels and other divine beings. Some religions even have various classifications of angels, such as archangels and angels or seraphim and cherubim. Others describe various types of divine or celestial beings. Some include ascended or enlightened humans amongst them. Mythology throughout the world has been replete with all manners of spirit beings from gods and demigods to angels and devas and demons and goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we go to uh, uh, Halloween when we get to October. (laughs) (laughs) You're either one or the other, right? (laughs) Or something in between. Yeah, or trolls. Okay, but... You know, some of the confusion or uncertainty about angels come from different people calling different kinds of beings angels or not angels. In some cultures, the word God or gods is used generically to mean any kind of spiritual being that isn't incarnated. It could be celestial or even 
quite angry and destructive. The same goes often for the term angel. Some people would categorize any kind of spiritual being that doesn't present itself in physical form as an angel. Then others begin to notice that not all beings are benevolent or celestial. Some may seem downright hostile. (laughs) Yet the great thing about even discussing the idea of an angel is that it brings people's attention to spiritual beingness. We are. I am means that I am being that which I am. Or not. Mm -hmm. The most fundamental ability of a spiritual being is that it could be. We each are a spiritual beingness, so we are. We can choose to be that we are, or we can choose to be something other. I can choose to just be myself as I am, in truth everlasting, or I can choose to be angry or hopeful worried or ashamed. I can choose to be an artist or a doctor or a man or a woman. I can choose to be a body or be as I am, as spirit. As a soul incarnates as a human being here on earth, it will become aware sooner or later of spirit, that physically unseen beingness and life. Sometimes, We first see light or a face or movement or colors. Other times, we may hear a sound or a voice that isn't from someone's mouth. Other times, it could be just a passing feeling. Or we can just be and know. There's even times when you can smell the fragrance of the presence of a spiritual being. Like many people say, Mother Mary comes with the smell of roses. Roses, yes, I smell that. I like the word angel because it comes from the Greek word meaning messenger. In terms of specifically a divine being that several religions have referred to as angels, one of the essential attributes of that particular kind of being is that it serves as a messenger of God to humans and other creatures on earth. It's also interesting that I've often heard incarnated humans who most consistently seem to serve as messengers of divine communication and energy being called angels by others. The preeminent energy of angels seem to be that they are always and forever in sync with God's will. Just their presence radiates and amplifies that will and access healing to us and the world. In a true sense, the messenger is the message. What is the difference between that and Jesus living the message of the Christ energy and consciousness? He even said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The messenger is a living example of the message. It's not that different either from a master musician who fully becomes at one with his or her instrument and the music. And if we close our eyes to listen, the player and the instrument disappear 
and only the music remains. I've experienced that a few times in classical concerts as well as once in a cathedral in Switzerland when a group of monks were chanting. Another time, I experienced it when I was listening to a Japanese shakuhachi master playing. It's a bamboo flute. Each time I experienced that, there was an extraordinary presence of angels. Angels always convey the energy of the undivided, of oneness, of the infinite and the eternal. They continuously serve to remind us of the way, the truth, and the life by their very being. From the human perspective, enlightened beings are often considered angels because they radiate that same energy and quality of being undivided and whole. That also includes enlightened beings that gain their enlightenment through other evolutionary pathways in other star systems that may appear here on Earth from time to time. People call them ETs. <laughs> ET, fun home. <laughs> <laughs> if you read some of the descriptions of such beings and their modes of transport in scriptures like Ezekiel, you might get a glimpse into a higher dimensional transport vehicle or the appearance of a radiant being. So humanity has often called any kind of being at a higher octave of existence and consciousness some kind of angel. But amongst these celestial beings that are truly angels by design and purpose and not necessarily like an enlightened master, human or extraterrestrial, there are few varieties even amongst their ranks. It's been fascinating to me how I came up with the name I proposed for our business company, Seraphim. Over time, Rafia and I were tossing around a variety of names. Then one day, I both saw and heard the name Seraphim in my mind, and it perfectly resonated. I vaguely knew that there was some mention of seraphim in Isaiah in the Old Testament. So I re read Isaiah and chapter 6, in which Isaiah has a vision. Quote, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And when they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts door and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord 
Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Well, it appears that the seraphim took away Isaiah's guilt and any sin that of his that had been atoned for effortlessly, gracefully, and powerfully. Then the emissary to be is given instructions on guiding the people. It begins with the instruction to be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving. This is pertinent today as humanity is collectively metamorphosing from a body-based intellectual race into a spirit-centered intuitive race. We're here. You know, when we are to listen and, and hear spirit as a direct experience rather than trying to intellectually understand. And we're here to see clairvoyantly in spirit directly rather than to perceive through the physical sense perceptions. I thought that was really uh, interesting and, and, and that I got this name seraphim that made me uh, look it up in one area. There must be more, uh, more uh, references to seraphim in various scriptures, various cultures, might be called by another name. But I thought that was a good possibility for a company name. And she immediately liked it. And since we were living in Mount Shasta, that is known as the place where heaven and earth meet, and that there was some sort of rock band called Seraphim. <laughs> so we named our business Seraphim at Mount Shasta. And we're keeping that even though we're not in Mount Shasta. <laughs> <laughs> and as with miracles, it was a gift that kept giving. All miracles, you know, in our season of shows on miracles, we kept on saying that. Yeah, miracles, one of the one of the attributes of all miracles is it's it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's not just when a certain thing happens. Years later sometimes it's still happening. Well, some seven years later, after I got this little thing about the seraphim and and that that we need to name our company that, when I had my third near-death experience. I was taken to a space that would, I would later describe as sitting right in front of the eternal flame of God's love. And remember the seraphim with the coal, hot coal. And I found myself surrounded by giant angelic beings that would closely approximate Isaiah's description of the seraphim. Our first break is coming right up and we have exciting news for you. Although 
due to COVID-19 mandates, we won't be able to travel to Switzerland. We will be able to offer you what was originally planned for our Zurich Friday evening workshop and weekend seminar via Zoom online or by phone. In fact, that will make those events even more available to any of you interested anywhere around the world. For that, we are ever grateful for the dedication and love of of our hosts, Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Forum and Buchhanglin im Licht. On Friday, May 22nd, Michael will teach Live the Life You Love, Love the Life You Live, Psychic Guidance for Living the Miracle, a fabulous two-hour workshop. Then on the weekend, May 23rd to 24th, he'll teach his in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar, Reclaiming Your Abundance of Joy, Heal Your Loving Heart and See Your Way Clearly. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. Since both events will be online or on the phone via Zoom globally, the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland or Central European time zone, the Friday workshop will be 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the weekend seminar will be given each day from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's so we don't have to get up in the middle of the night to teach it. Check michaeltamora.com for details in English along with contact information for the event organizer. Find out all the details and sign up online at the forum Emlicht website www.imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about various types of angels and how at times you see them and at times, other times, you don't. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, Change is the one important constant in our life. Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. 
It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to types of angels. Now you see them, now you don't. Michael was talking about his near-death experience and seven years or so ago when he found himself surrounded by the great seraphim. You want to continue that story, Michael? Yeah, and that was so interesting. You know, of course, when I'm having that experience, that was the beginning of, oh, starting to regain, what would you say, a, a sense of, sense of identity now there's the very first part was you know what I described sitting in front of the uh, God's love you know the flame of God's love I thought it was interesting because I'm trying to think of when I get came back and I'm communicating and everybody wants to know what what was your experience like and everything I just in that particular uh, experience I had no words. I mean, there's nothing I can say to describe anything because there's not a description. It was beyond description. It wasn't beyond what we normally call experience. And so it, it took me a little while meditating, reflecting upon this. And what I came up with is, oh yeah, it, it's it's if it's if I had to put it into some kind of a linear context, it was very much like sitting in front of an incredible flame that was all unconditional love. And so those are all just words we put onto something to be able to at least convey some, some sense of something. But after that particular aspect, then I started to have a little bit more sense of individuality where I'm going, okay, this is what I'm experiencing. And the very, very, very beginning of that is with these massive angelic beings that seem to have what it seemed to me was like about six wings. But it's it's not your, you know, feathery uh, <laughs> bird wing type angel wings. It's It's more of this total experience of what would be like wings and it's both mm, protective as well as it can obscure or enlightened uh, you know it's it's again hard to describe but when I came back after I came back and after I had a chance to 
go over some of this, I thought, you know what? Where, where did I ever hear about some big angel that's right by the throne of God? And, oh, and so that's when I went back to Isaiah and looked at, read the chapter, or at least a few verses, and I'm, I'm going, yeah, that, that, you know, if I had to describe it some way, that would be somewhat of an approximation. And, and I particularly enjoyed that thing about, oh, the seraphim, one seraphim brought to Isaiah's mouth, to lips, the, the hot coal. Yeah, well, I experienced it was like a flame. This love, this unconditional love is, is like a flame, uh, eternal flame. And so then, oh, that took away the guilt and the sin, atoned for the sin, without Isaiah doing anything about it. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that the nature of unconditional or divine love? Yeah. It doesn't require, oh, I have to forgive you. It's, it's there. It's when in the presence of that, there is no need to do anything. Whatever you think is wrong, whatever that you're holding disappears. It just vanishes. And, and so this, this got me thinking. And it's interesting that also if you continue with Isaiah the prophet's uh, uh, description, later on, he describes the process that is often necessary when a civilization needs a real reset to get, get it back on its correct path. What's that sound like? <laughs> What's happening today? <laughs> What's happening globally? And I'm not talking just about a pandemic. That is one of the factors that's precipitating massive changes in the way we go about daily life. And, and then there's going to be even more changes because, oh, yeah, how long do we keep things from happening in the way we've been accustomed to things happening in daily life in society? It's going to have to have a reset. We're, we're not going to just go back to normal, business as usual, and pretend <coughs> nothing ever happened. No, this is a time for not only massive, but but profound, essential changes. And, of course, when we're making any kind of changes, we could make things change for the better or change for the worse. It can't change for the same. <laughs> so that's our choice. Are we, are we here to decide to make changes for the better or to make it worse? Or resist the whole thing. Yeah, and if you resist the whole thing, you're going to make it worse. It's no question about that. So in that chapter, the prophet talks about things may have to come to a grinding halt or trees cut down to the stumps for the seed of spirit to be planted, 
and begin to grow anew. Yeah, it's an analogy, but very, very uh, uh, picturesque analogy where things are devastated. But it's not done as a angry God or something like that, making it that way. No, it's, it's the interaction between all of us waking up more, becoming more aware, and the what we've produced and created on this on this earth for millennia that's no longer working or maybe some of it never worked <laughs> and it's all breaking it up and so this is a dynamic and that's why pointing fingers and and accusing people and blaming and judging doesn't really work when we're going through this type of fundamental transformation in consciousness and in the way how we relate to one another. And remember, there are no accidents or coincidence. Yep. Everything is happening as a direct reflection of the changes we're making internally within each and every one of us and how that shows up on the outside in the world. And angels are the divine messengers that help us along the way to choose the correct course, to shine the light on, okay, this way, folks. (laughs) Don't be afraid. This way. And how come they always say, don't be afraid? Oh, we'll have a show on that. (laughs) But it's, oh, yeah, it's something new. Haven't done that before. Okay, it's a new thing. Don't worry. Trust. Take your step. And be happy. (laughs) For sure. Well, I thought it would be fun to go over some of the various types of angels since uh, we promised that in the beginning here. And um, I just want to talk a little bit about my take on this. Um, I'm very aware that anything that is divided, you know, when even us being divided between you and me, this is all part of the dualistic experience in this universe until we merge back with the oneness. And I believe that angels are an incredible high-level manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I I believe many of the religions see this this way uh, ultimately as well. Now, I went ahead and looked up angels and various uh, types of angels because um, they're very interesting, actually. And these all originate in Judaism, um, the Christians, and Islam. Islam doesn't talk a whole lot about angels, but they have a lot of angels um, in their religion. So there are three, according to uh, Wikipedia, in one of the areas that I looked it up, Uh, There were three areas of angel groupings, and there's the highest, the middle order, and the lower order. The highest order, of course, are the seraphim, which is what Michael talked about, and basically they're the ones that are the closest to God, and they're known to be the ones to say holy, holy, holy uh, all the time, and uh, that sounds kind of silly, I suppose, when I say it that way, but... 
if you're in the most sacred place in the world, which is the closest place a person can be from the physical universe to God, I believe you would be uh, experiencing holy, holy, holy yourself. So that's the seraphim, and the singular of seraphim is seraph. Um, the second uh, in the high, the high level are the cherubim. And uh, this is from the Abrahamic religions, and this is uh, a type of angel that was also called the protector of God, and also known to be the protector of the Garden of Eden. And that would be an interesting thing to see, uh, the protector uh, angel that watched over the uh, Garden of Eden, whether you see that as mythology or that it actually happened in some form. And then the third order of the highest is thrones, often known as the Orphanum, Orphanum. and um, these reside at the edge of the universe, so closer to us, where the material world is forming, and they are known as the peace bringers. And then somewhere amongst these high-level, this grouping of three high-level angels are also ones called the eons and the hosts and the authorities, um, which I didn't <clears throat> get the definitions for, but they're similar to some of the ones in some of the o- other orders, such as the three of the middle order, dominions. Dominions regulate duties of the lower angels. Rarely do they make themselves visible to human beings. So they are more working with the other angels. The one under dominions is virtues. They bring signs and miracles to the world. Um, they supervise the movement uh, of the heavenly bodies, and they have also other duties. Um, just by the name virtue, you know, it, it sounds like validating the, the good side of things. And then we have the powers. These guys are warriors, so they oppose evil spirits seen with full armor and helmets. Oh, and these are the ones actually that supervise the heavenly bodies. So um, when I talked about the virtues, they're also known as the strongholds. And um, again, the virtues bring the signs and miracles to the world. Now, the lower three are still high-level beings, but they're still called the lower three. (laughs) One is called the principalities, the angels that guide and protect nations, groups, people, groups of people and institutions. They are also in charge of the bands of angels and they give them their divine jobs. So they're um, uh, administrators in a sense. And their name even sounds like it, principalities. You know, what about the guy that runs a school? He's called a principal, right? Under principalities, we have archangels. These are known as the messengers and envoys. In the Bible, there are only three or four angels of this uh, variety that are even mentioned, and they are um, all, of course, ones that I enjoy, Gabriel, Raphael, who I was named after. Uh, Raphael uh, is actually my birth name. Many of you might not know that. And then Michael, and Michael was Michael's birth name, mm-hmm. but we're not angels, we're just humans. Gabriel, we're, we're mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> yeah, mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> so we have Gabriel, Raphael, Michael, and Uriel. 
And then, and, and those four angels are gigantic, huge angels. When they appear, you usually just get a little thumbnail of them because they're so big. If they came all the way in, they would burn everything up. And then the final one are angels. They are concerned with the affairs of men. They are considered the lowest order of angels, but most commonly known. And also among angels are the guardian angels, which everyone has, even if they are not aware of it. And um, we will have a an interview with a, a friend of ours in a couple of weeks, I believe, Keith Leon, who wrote Walking with Angels, who talks about guardian angels in a way you really need to hear about it. Um, guardian angels have an extra special job and a big one. So... I believe we're coming up on our next break. So our second break is coming up. And if you haven't read Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, it's available from Amazon as well as through our office. Uh, Also, you can call our office to purchase the edited and mastered teleclasses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events menu section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we'll continue our exploration of types of angels. Now you see them, now you don't. See you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel it's your world motivate change succeed voice america empowerment.com 
You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring the types of angels today and how now you see them, now you don't. So how many of you remember seeing an angel when you were a child? Many more of you have had the experience than you really realize. As a child back in 1957 when I was about Maybe it was more like 55 when I was three or four years old, maybe five years old. Um, I came in from the house. I remember this part of my experience. I came in from the house and told my mother that I was speaking to a very big angel named Shirley. And she looked at me strangely. And um, much, much later, she told me I had never heard the name Shirley in my life up to that point. Um, but that I told her that Shirley came to talk to me when I was playing in the sandbox. Um, Back in the old days, before people worried about cats doing their thing in sandboxes, they actually allowed children to play in sandboxes for hours, and we had one in our yard. And apparently I talked to this angel named Shirley, and what I told her was that the angel was as big as a house. And upon hearing my mother's description of the fact that she was going to have some ladies over for tea, which is what ladies did back in the 50s, um, when they needed to get together, they got together and had tea at each other's houses, I begged her to let me bring Shirley into the house to have tea. And my mother reminded me that I said that Shirley was as big as a house, how could she possibly fit in the house? And I was, I got very upset about that and never spoke of it again. And basically because I could feel, even as a little child, that she really didn't believe me mm-hmm. that I had this angel. And this is what happens with children sometimes is they will start to forget their connection with the, uh, with the heavenly realms where they came from and what they're connected with until about the age of seven. Um, but I thought maybe telling that story might help jog some of your memories out there about some of the spiritual or celestial beings that might have appeared to you <clears throat> and that you might have forgotten about. So um, the other thing is that as I got older, I really was attracted to working with the archangels. Um, I love working with Michael as a protector. Archangel Michael can come in and really... Um, slice through problematic, you know, when there's a lot of uh, problems with beings or, you know, disturbing beings and that sort of thing. And he also is a great, he's great company. Um, A lot of times when I walked my dog by myself in our semi-wilderness area, when we lived in Mount Shasta, I loved walking with Archangel Michael by my side. And like I said, if you look at Michael He's so big, he wouldn't really fit even on the planet Earth. So when he comes in and has any kind of valence that I could see clairvoyantly, it was like seeing a very tall man, but in this very interesting protective garb. 
And sometimes I would call him in when I felt like there was a mountain lion around. Or in <laughs> one case, I we lived um, in a place where the dog walk we took was a big loop. It was downhill and then uphill and around. And right inside the loop where the forest was and people's houses, um, a mama bear and baby bears were tracking me all the way around. And I could hear her snarling and growling and I didn't want to disturb her because mama bears are exactly that. They're mama bears. And if you threaten their young, um, even if they're vegetarians, that you could be dead meat. <laughs> so I would call in, in. In instances like that, I didn't want to be afraid, but I also wanted to be safe. So I would say, okay, Archangel Michael, can you walk with me while this mama bear is with us? And we walked about a mile and a half before we got to a place where we were curving around to come back home, and I actually got to see the mama bear. She went across, and she had two babies following her. And they crossed the street and went off into the wilderness and out of my way. So then I released Archangel Michael at that point. <laughs> I often use Archangel Michael uh, to help with um, airplane flights, especially ones that feel a little um let's say the energy isn't quite right or whatever to help the pilot and and keep things on course and when things have gotten rough i've also called him in um during plane flights so um love archangel michael he's great to work with and i also call him in when we're driving long distances which i do most of the driving on and then the other archangel i love working with is um the archangel gabrielle who is the, uh, in modern times, the archangel of the media. So I'm a writer. That's one of the things I love to do. I write music and I'm, I'm writing a book. And I write all our newsletters and such. And Gabrielle is always invited to uh, oversee and help me with my writing. But she's also, or he, however you want to see this angel, he's also amazing at making sure you get to it. <laughs> you know, if you ask for Gabrielle, he's not going to let you go and and slough off. He's going to bug you and say, hey, you need to get to your writing. This is something you wanted to do this lifetime, remember? So that's a wonderful angel to call on. And they are here to help us. They're not here to do our jobs. They are here to help and guide us, just like our spirit guides only on a much higher vibration. And so um, these angels are very, very helpful to us. And, of course, the angel I was named after, uh, Raphael, the archangel of healing, um, I've often called on when I have a particularly difficult uh, healing to deal with. Um, I mostly work with healing guides and healing masters, but when it's a very particularly difficult um, healing situation, of course, I will call in my namesake, uh, Raphael. Yeah, my experience, uh, unlike Raphael, I, I generally didn't call on uh, Archangel Michael to come help me or protect me or anything like that, but I'm very aware of, of him. And it was quite a surprise when he was the one each time I dropped dead, <laughs> each time I had my near-death experience, he was the one who came and escorted me to wherever I needed to go. So that was that was uh, quite a experience for me. And just like Raphael says, he's massive, gigantic, 
it's beyond, well, there's no size in a sense, but just the power and the presence a little bit goes a long ways. And so, you know, it's interesting when some of you might hear us talk about angels like this and even talk in terms of, oh, yeah, this was, you know, a regular angel and this was an archangel and this was seraphim and different types of within just the angelic presence, within just the spirit of, you know, celestial angelic beings that serve in some way, shape or form as divine messengers and as intermediaries between God and us especially here on earth, you might think, God, you know, do they see angels all the time? Well, no. It's angels are not like, they're, the angels are not wannabe rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to be famous. They don't need to be famous. In fact, a lot of my experience with angels, you know, even if I asked, uh, Raphael had that experience of, uh, the angel telling her her name was Shirley. But in my experience, I could ask uh, certain angels, and I know they're angels, and I know they're incredible beings, and I go, well, which one are you? What's your name? Or what shall I call you even? And some of them, they'll just go, that doesn't matter. That's not important. Let's get on with, with what's important. Okay, yeah. And I'm not one to argue <laughs> with an angel. So what I've learned is, oh, I can still call on that particular angel. It's not calling on someone else, but that particular angel that I don't know the name about. You know, they, they wouldn't tell me a particular name or anything to call. And But I know their energy. I know their presence. I know them in a spirit level. And so I just picture that. Oh, yeah, that one. And invariably, they'll show up. Now, when I say they'll show up, how did how do you see them? Well, we're going to get to more of the details of how you can start to see angels and experience them much more than you might on a regular everyday basis. Uh, later on down in the season, we'll have several where we're going to work with you on that. But for now, the seeing of angels and, and the hearing, it's, it's ways of experiencing angels. So the first step is basically just to start to be aware, pay attention. And you'll notice, oh, there is a difference just sometimes in the sense, the feeling and all of a sudden, you might have been feeling one way, and all of a sudden, everything starts to lighten up. Or uh, we were mentioning in rare occasions, all of a sudden, you're just sitting there. You're not burning incense. You're not. You don't have a perfume on. You don't have anybody with you know some fragrance around you. And all of a sudden, the room fills up with the fragrance of roses or or fragrance of incense. I've had both. Fragrance of certain kinds of incense, certain kinds of uh, roses, and sometimes more nondescript flowery fragrance. And sometimes just this real clean uh, freshness. So you could even smell it sometimes. Depends on what 
you're more attuned to what what your what uh, experience your you favor and you're more attentive to. For me, seeing is great. You know, it's just like oh, everything just brightened up, or oh wow, this whole goldness just came into this room, whatever. And then I'll look, pay more attention, and go okay, oh, this is an angel, or this is. You know, a, a being that I know or spirit guide, whatever might be the case, it's not always just because the room turns cold. It's a, a particular being. There's a lot of beings that are able to come in and their presence. There's so much of that Christ energy. Everything turns cold. And so the sense of how come angels, we keep on saying angels are all around us all the time, around everybody. But even those of us who are clairvoyant, those of us who are very clairsentient and everything else, we don't see them all the time like the way we're talking about it. That happens some of the time. And, and some people just don't think they see it. They don't think they are aware of angels because they don't pay attention or they don't know what it's like to recognize, oh, there's a presence of an angel. But the angels are around, and they don't announce themselves all the time. In fact, it's very rare. Like Raphael said, if you ask for something, and they show up to help you with it, and you're not, you're just sitting on a you know, couch being a couch potato or something, they're going to they're gonna nudge you and go, hey, hey, you know, I'm here, and you asked for this, how come you're not doing anything? Right. And so so then they might get a little bit more mm, strong, yeah, (laughs) stronger presence. But in general, they don't want to be the center of attention. They don't want to take over the stage. They're behind you to go, hey, okay, this is what you need to do. This is go this way. You, You need to think about this. Go go rest. Go meditate. You know, oh, make sure you put your mask on before you walk out or whatever the situation might be for you, that's what angels do. They're not going to stand in your face and go, rah, 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 you know, Since here I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm angel, you know, Harry, and you're going to do this. <laughs> well, that's, the, you know, the Hark the Herald Angel oh, yeah. sings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yes. Well, our angels do make their presence known and... I'm going to just remind you before our final announcements here to pay attention. When you call the angels, see how you feel. What intuitively is your experience for the next hour or two? And that's how you get your validation that you know they're around. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show, Fear Not. Courage and Angels. We'll look at angels and their messages of courage for us as we navigate our lives through these challenging times. Also, plan on joining us for our international Zoom workshop on Friday, May 22nd, and Zoom weekend seminar. Zoom, Zoom. uh, May 23rd to 24th. Check online at www.imlicht.ch for details in German and to register. See michaeltamora.com, our website, events calendar listing for details in English. Make sure to check 
out our website events listing for all our upcoming classes, teleclasses, workshops, and seminar weekends. Any questions about any of our events, you can call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.